Good morning and happy Wednesday to you. It's 7 a.m. on this Wednesday, January 10th. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. Let's begin our day in prayer with our morning offering. And if I could ask you to join me uh, in a special prayer, we've got someone close to our family who is in need of our prayers, need of recovery, and they've asked us to join in praying an novena. And I thought I'd ask you to join us in praying that as well. So, We'll pray that today, too. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O loving Savior, infinitely generous, seeking only our interest from thy sacred heart, came these words of pleading love. Come to me, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. Relying on this promise of thy infinite charity, we come to thee, and in the lowliness of our hearts, earnestly beg thee to grant us the favor we ask in this novena. And we pray for full healing for Leo and uh, for your intentions as well. We pray this through the intercession of thy faithful servant, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me in prayer for that. It's you know I, One of the things I love about what I do is when we get these prayer requests, and we get them from listeners, we get them from friends, we get them from family, we get them from strangers, we get them from all over, and it's always a joy to be able to incorporate everyone's intentions into our prayer. And uh, there's great power in knowing that, you know, it's not just me here with a microphone and a radio studio asking you to pray and, and me praying on the air, but it's you praying. And it's a whole network of people. It's a whole family of people praying. And that beauty of, you know, we don't always know who we're praying for. We don't know. We've never met them. And yet we pray for them. We lift them up in our intentions And we ask the Blessed Mother to pray for them. We ask Jesus to grant our petitions. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing about our Catholic faith. Speaking of beautiful things about our Catholic faith, today we are going to hear about the parable of the tenants on our radio broadcast. And we're also going to hear some more about why we need to pray the rosary. That's for our radio listeners. For those of you listening both on the radio this morning and uh, on the podcast Well, you are in for a treat. Last week, we had the opportunity to sit down with Stephen Minnis, who is the president of Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. One of my favorite road trips I've ever made was a drive to Atchison, Kansas to go to Benedictine College and visit some friends. I distinctly remember just getting off the interstate and onto the, the country roads uh, it was almost heaven, and it wasn't anywhere near West Virginia. It was near Atchison, Kansas. It was coming up on twilight, and it was gorgeous. And we had a great time and some great prayer out there at Benedictine visiting with those friends. So uh, Stephen Minnis, the president of Benedictine, is going to be with us on the show. Now, I don't know about you, but I wasn't sure what I was going to wake up to this morning. Was there going to be snow on the ground? Was it just going to be rain? Was the rain going to turn to snow? What's happening with the weather? Well, it depends on where you live, and it depends on what you know. And here's what I know. If I want to find out what's happening with the weather, we need to go now to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. William of Bourges. Born in France in 1140, William was from the legendary family of the Count of Nevers. 
At a young age, he developed a devotion to the Blessed Sacrament and a desire to become a priest, which was not something his father had in mind. He wanted William to become a soldier. William's uncle was an archdeacon and guided William's education, helping him eventually to become a canon in Paris. In 1167, William entered the Cistercians and by 1184 was an abbot, a role he held for the next 15 years. But in 1200, William was elected the new Archbishop of Bourges, a position he did not want and only accepted at the urging of Pope Innocent III. However, he proved to be an outstanding Archbishop and oversaw the completion of the Gothic Cathedral of St. Stephen. He also had a great love for the sick, the poor, and the imprisoned. He died on this day in 1209 while kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament. St. William of Bourges, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Act of Faith. O oh my God, I firmly believe that Thou art one God in three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that Thy divine Son became man and died for our sins and that he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches, because thou hast revealed them who canst neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. Thursday at Seek, and really any conference, is my favorite day because it's the day we start taping interviews because we've run out of time for our live broadcasts. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, and it extends the time, Patty, that you're with us on the show. It's so and, fun. And the great people we get to meet. And today, one very near and dear to your heart you bet. is Dr. Stephen is the president of Benedictine College, where your daughter and son-in-law went to college. Absolutely. They're grads. So I am a raven mom, as yes. I like to say. And once a raven, always a raven. <laughs> right. And, and I am a wannabe raven. All of my friends that are a, like a, a year, two years, three years younger than me, they started an exodus from St. Louis out to Atchison, Kansas. Yes. And it's like, where was the school? How did I not know about this school when I was looking for a college? Dr. Menace, it's so great to have you with us today. And I mean, right there, as we look at your booth in big letters, transform culture in America. It starts with you. And dare I say, it, it has also started with Benedictine and the transformation that's happened over the last two decades. It, it's amazing. Um, what has been behind this movement to just make this a fantastic Catholic college? Well, that's a great question. We've been really, really blessed. Last 15 years, our enrollment's doubled, and we've built 14 new residence halls and six new academic buildings. We've started new programs. and. We've been really blessed, and, and people ask me all the time, just like you did, what happened? Why all this success and why now? And our, our answer is pretty simple, two things. One, we embraced our mother, and the second thing, we embraced our mission, okay? We consecrated the college to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We decided we we're going to put the entire college in her hands, our entire student body, uh, faculty, and staff into her hands. And when you do things like that, great things happen, right? Uh, at the consecration ceremony, in fact, we literally had a thousand students circle the campus. They prayed a simultaneous rosary. And when the rosary was done, we gave them each a Pope blessed miraculous medal that they then buried in the ground. So her graces would surround the entire campus, wow. right? And so that's pretty powerful. Uh, the second thing we did, we embraced our mission. Okay, our mission to educate our students within a community of faith and scholarship. And we kind of think that if you can teach young people how to build community, how to build relationships, 
how to have a strong faith life, how to have a close and personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and then finally be intellectually curious and be a lifelong learner. Great things are going to happen for you, and um, and that's what's happened at our place. It's absolutely amazing. I, I want to just let our listeners know um, the transformation that has taken place at Benedictine as a parent when I went and took my daughter to college, I will never forget a couple of things. First, you were standing out there, President Minnis, and you were literally greeting every car that pulled into that entrance. And that was such a personal touch. I'll never forget that as a parent. That was a beautiful thing. I want to thank you for that. The second thing I remember is at the um, opening, whether it was, I don't know, whether it was at a meal or whether it was at mass, wherever it was, you were addressing the parents and letting them know. And I, I will never forget this. You said, we are, of course, educating your son, your daughter, to be, of course, a great nurse or a teacher or whatever academic field they're going to go into. But then you said, but we are here to build the next parish council presidents, the next choir directors, the next PSR, the next DREs, all of the positions of leadership that we need lay apostolates and lay people to fill. That's what we're building for the church. And I saw that happen. I just saw that happen in the friends and the people that my daughter met and who she became, my son-in-law, who they both became in their marriage. It's absolutely incredible. And I think Benedictine is one of those bright lights that we need to let people know there are bright lights when you think about colleges and where to send your child. Um, And you just have to search those out. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask about, because life is full of choices. And when we talk about education, we talk about Catholic education, and this is something that we, a big conversation we've been having here in our hometown in the Archdiocese of St. Louis is that the difference between being an institution that does Catholic things, like we, we have mass on campus or, or we pray every day or we do these things, and an institution that embraces or is very intentional. It's not just that we have Catholic things or have access to the sacraments to prayer, but we are going to be very intentional about making this a priority and that's a choice that you've made. Why was that so important? And, and how do you see the fruit of that today on campus? Well, a uh, Pew Research study will tell you 80% of the young people that go to college have an active faith life. But by the time they graduate, that number is reduced to 18%, 80 to about 20%. All these uh, kids fall away from the faith while they're in college because what happens is this. They come to college and they have... Um, really important questions about their relationship with Jesus Christ, their relationship with the church. They even have questions like, why do bad things happen to good people? And they're searching for answers and they're searching for help on this uh, faith journey of theirs, okay? And if they get to college and there's no one there to answer those questions or no one there to support them, well, they'll just leave, right? I mean, if, if I'm a college student. I say, you know, if I'm not getting fed on Sunday, what's easier for me, getting up and going to church or getting up and playing video games, right? You know, so kids are taking the easy way out a lot of times because they're not getting fed. So we know that that happens. So what did we do? We then started bringing all these apostolates in. So we have, of course, Focus was started on our campus uh, for Bible study, St. Paul Outreach uh, for community building. We also have... Regnum Christi, Opus Dei, uh, Communion and Liberation. We have, the, of course, the Benedictine monks. We have uh, orders of, of sisters that get their education in Benedictine because we fly in spiritual directors every month you know, for our students because we know they have these important questions 
and they need answers or they'll leave. And this is what the studies tell us. So what do we know? Does it work? Well, we'll survey our seniors. 90% of our seniors will tell you their faith life increased, not decreased. So we think that works because you have to be intentional or this generation will just leave. So then for, for our listeners who are serving in their parish, maybe on the, the school board or they're, they're very active in their kids' high school and they've got the ear of the leadership to say, you know, I, I'd like to talk about this. What encouragement would you give to them on how, you know, how do you begin this process of, of taking it to the next level when you've never done that before? Well, that, that's really an important question. That's the question for dioceses and parishes around the country, right? Because um, we need to attract young people to the church because young people are not being attracted to the church. So how do you do that? And I think it's um, different ways, but I also think it's serious religion as well, right? You know, I, I don't think that you want to water things down. Young people, if they want to leave secular society, want... Um, something that's hard, okay? They don't want to be told, oh, hey, come to church. This is easy. This will be fun. No, I mean, they do, uh, you know, young people are saying, hey, I've got a lot of easy in my life. I've got a phone that I'm flipping through apps and, and Instagram and stuff like that all day long, right? I've got a lot of easy. What's going to take me to another level? Something that's hard. Mm. Young people, everybody wants to be a part of something greater than themselves, and tell me something that's greater than themselves than Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church, right? Wow, and so, so true, so true. Well, I'm thinking of so many things. Um, <laughs> just when you say that they also want something that is true, how do you also get them to realize something that is authentic? That's another thing. There's so many lies out there that they wow. are facing, and they're facing those same temptations. That's right. One of the things I know that I learned from Benedictine was this, this slogan of virtuous fun. <laughs> so right. I know you foster that as well. How sure. do you do that for students that are looking for They say, oh, I want the whole college experience. I know that they right. can get that at Benedictine. Right. How can they? Well, that's a great question. So, I mean, for us, it comes back to the mission, community, faith, and scholarship. So we always tell folks, we ask our students to live the mission while they're here, not for us. Okay, we want them to live the mission. So after they leave, they'll live that mission. In other words, they'll understand the power of community, that the whole is stronger than its individual parts. Uh, humans are social beings. We need each other to be fully alive, okay? And so we, they need, people need... And in this day and age, we need it more than ever. Okay, coming out, out of the pandemic, what did society tell us? You can't build community. You can't build, you can't have friends. You can't have relationships. You have to wear a mask all the time. You can't even get within six feet of people, okay? And we miss something. We're just seeing the ramifications of, of those rules right now, right? Higher incidence of, of mental health from young people because of the isolation, yep. all that, because yep. humans are social beings. So they need to learn how to build relationships. They need to have a close and personal relationship with Jesus Christ, understand that true happiness comes from doing God's will. And, um, you know, humans have an innate desire to worship, okay? We will worship something. If we don't worship what's true, well, then we'll worship something else, pornography, uh, social media, politics, you know, uh, popularity, all this stuff. You find young people worshiping things like this all the time and not what's true. And then finally... We want them to be lifelong learners, uh, and if they have this foundation of knowledge that they get from the liberal arts, uh, not foundation of art, literature, 
science, math, theology, philosophy, a language, culture. Well, all of a sudden, you know, they're bomb. We're in an era now where we're information rich but analysis poor. We're getting bombarded by tons of information every day. And the question is, is how can we determine whether it's true? And then secondly, how can we take that information, analyze it, and make good decisions? Well, if they have a foundation in classical knowledge that's been around for centuries, well, all of a sudden, they can determine what's true and what's not true, yeah. and they can analyze it and make good decisions. That's great. Not to bombard people with information, but since this is an academic topic yeah. and we're talking about holy leisure, here's your word of the day, eutropalia. I, I learned this a, a couple months back. It's the virtue of holy leisure. Really? And, and, and you can wow. use that now. Next time you're playing uh, Scrabble or whatever it is, you, you heard it here on Roadmap to Heaven. Uh, my friend Say Kate, that again. Eutropalia. It starts yeah. with an E. I think it's, uh, don't ask me to spell it. I'm just going to ask you to spell it. it. It's Thursday of Seek Week. We, we, the spelling tests are, are not counting today. But That's wow. great. Yeah. I wanted to say one thing because I know what I've taken away from this Seek conference this week so much is if you want to change the culture, one of the best places to start is on college campuses. Because right. that's this hotbed of, of, and the future of the church. If you want to change the culture and have an impact on the future of the church, college campuses is where it's at. And I just want to say that Benedictine, you have done that in an incredible way. And it's such a privilege and an honor to have you, President Minnis, here on Roadmap to Heaven to share, again, how that transformation happened. And it, it was so simple, but the effect is huge. Well, I tell parents all the time, if you want your grandkids to be Catholic, then send them to Benedictine or to a seat conference, and uh, <laughs> because because we have to we have to protect this this group of college students today, because if if they don't find faith, they'll leave the church, and then what's going to happen with their offspring? They won't be going to church either. Yeah. And so, if you want your grandkids to be Catholic. Send them to Benedictine or send them to a Sikh conference. All right. Well, Benedictine, where they're transforming culture in America, Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. Benedictine.edu. Yes. I, uh -huh. I, all right. There, it's easy. That's an easy URL. I love the easy ones. And you can learn more about all of the exciting things that are happening there. If you missed our podcast the other day with uh, Kristen Schmerbeck, where we were talking about especially those who work in education, getting some formation, some training, yes. some further education in classical education. you got to check that podcast out here on Roadmap to Heaven. Uh, President Menace, it's an honor to have you with us, and uh, thank you for all the good work you do. Well, it's been an honor for me. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you. Appreciate it. A prayer for the gift of wisdom. Great is the wisdom of the Lord. God Almighty, your wisdom includes an understanding of what is fair, what is logical, what is true, what is right, and what is lasting. It mirrors your pure intellect, I entreat you to grant me such wisdom, that my labors may reflect your insight. Your wisdom expands in your creations, displaying complexity and multiplicity. Your wisdom is an eternity ahead of man. May your wisdom flourish forever. Amen. We are midway through our week, and it's time for another Daily Dose of Encouragement. This week we are talking about spiritual journaling with Patty Schneier. And Patty, what will you share with us today? Well, sometimes we read something in our daily devotional, or we're reading something in Scripture, or we read a prayer. I mean, I bring things to read with me as well during my prayer time, because I want to be inspired by the saints and Scripture and holy people. And so I do have things that I do read. And one word, perhaps— 
can send our hearts and minds just soaring. And that happens to me all the time. So on this particular day, I was reading, which I've been reading all year, A Year with the Eucharist. On this day, I was simply reading day 112. And the intro stated this, some people perceive Christ more as a judge than as a lover of souls, perhaps thinking that he only has complaints about sin. His chief complaint, however, is that people do not let him into their lives so that he might give many gifts of grace. And that's from Father Paul Jerome Keller, who wrote, who compiled this year with the Eucharist, and he always writes the intro. And then he quoted a passage from St. Faustina's diary, all about our Lord's desire to unite himself to souls and the graces that he wants to give as this lover of souls. Okay, so here is what that little reflection prompted me to write. I love the phrase and the title, lover of souls. That is who you are. Jesus, you are the lover of my soul, and your love is personal and passionate. I know firsthand that you do lavish grace upon grace upon grace if we just open our hearts to receive you. Jesus, increase my receptivity. That is the key to holiness and union with you. It's the key to everything. I want to be so open to your love and mercy so that you penetrate the darkest places of my soul and inebriate every cell of my body. Fill me, Jesus, with all of your wisdom, all of your understanding, all of your counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, and holy fear of God with awe and wonder. Fill me with your divine strength, compassion, gentleness, patience, joy, and peace, trust and perseverance, faith, and hope in all things. Jesus, I open my heart to you. I open my mind, my body, and my soul to your holy will, and I ask for the grace to love you more. Jesus, have your way in me, in all things, everything I do and in everything that is on my heart. That was my journal entry. Just one word, one phrase, lover of souls. And I just started thinking about how Jesus really is the lover of my soul. And what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? So here's a journal starter for you today. What is one of your favorite names or titles of Jesus? And then what does that mean to you? For me, it's the lover of souls. Sometimes when I journal my entries start to look like one of those word clouds where I'm just writing down phrases or sayings, or in this case, titles of our Lord. And then that happens, that one thing sticks out and the rest of the journal entry fills itself. And I love that that's okay. And I love that you share that with us to just focus on one. And if that's where it takes you, let it be great. A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the sacred heart of Jesus. Most sacred heart of Jesus, Shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the supreme pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten infidels, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, assist the dying, liberate the souls of purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, most kind, Bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord. 
Well, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us here on Roadmap to Heaven this Wednesday morning. And it's one of those days that I'm really looking forward to. It's it's Wednesday. It's halfway through the week. Got some great things on the schedule here. And I hope you do, too. So as you go throughout your day today, if, if there's one takeaway from our conversation with President Minnis that I hope you take with it, you, it's this. Embrace the Blessed Mother. Involve her in everything you do today. And live your mission intentionally. Let your faith permeate everything with that mission. Speaking of mission, we're going to be talking more about the mission we're created for tomorrow with Kristalina Everett here on the show, as well as resuming our course with Father David Skillman on the Redeemer of Man, St. John Paul II's first encyclical. But that's tomorrow. Let's give thanks for today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Roadmap to Heaven. For those of you listening on the podcast, don't forget to click like, subscribe, share, and most importantly for everyone, pray your rosary today.